Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Philippians 4 verse 4. In this episode, we're going to talk about the joy of the Lord. But before we start, let us start with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share your word with my sisters out there. Thank you, Father, that no matter the distance or wherever we are, that we can come freely to you. Thank you, Lord, for your joy. Let us learn from you, from your word, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, I have seen so many articles and news stories about the secret of happiness. How you can be happy. Many times we see or hear so many advice on how to be happy. Like, uh, have more me time, or do something that you like, or find a hobby. There are so many advice. And people are really pursuing happiness. All around us, we can see people pursuing an ideal of happiness. In our culture, happiness is defined by the more things you have, by the more likes you have, the more views you have, the more popular you are. That is happiness. Or the most, more friends you have, or if you're in a relationship or not. There are so many things that we define happiness by. And I'm really asking myself, is happiness the same as joy? And what is happiness and what is joy? Happy is a feeling showing or causing pleasure or satisfaction. And joy is an emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying keen pleasure. Naturally, our first instinct like a Christian is go to the Bible. What does the Bible have to say about this? And I have searched and searched. And I couldn't find happiness or happy anywhere. The Bible always talks about joy. And especially the joy of the Lord. So I think it's really saying something to us. If we look at Romans 12, verse 12, it says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. In Psalms 94, verse 19, it says, When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Psalm 16:11 You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasure at your right hand. In Psalms 118, verse 24 The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. In Galatians 5, verse 22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. If we go back to Romans 12, verse 12, it's saying, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Here it's talking about affliction. Many times we think that to experience joy, to experience happiness, the absence of suffering, the absence of pain is very important. That this too cannot go together but here is saying be joyful in hope patient in affliction so even though we're in pain suffering persecuted doesn't matter what situation we're still ought to be joyful in isaiah 61 verse 10 i read i delight greatly in the lord my soul rejoices in my god 
for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in robe of his righteousness as a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels i delight greatly in the lord my soul rejoices in my god how can we rejoice in god when i'm feeling down when my anxiety is coming up when i'm feeling depressed when i feel the whole weight of the world on my shoulder how can i find that joy how can i rejoice in god when all i am i feeling is suffering and so much pain and maybe you are angry you are discouraged and you are sad how can you rejoice in the lord in this moment in psalms 119 verse 111 we read your statues are my heritage forever they are the joy of my heart my heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end you see sister the word of god is the one given us joy given us peace in psalm 46 we read from verse 1 till 11 god is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble therefore we will not fear though the earth gave away the mountains fall into the heart of the sea though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging there is a river whose streams may glad the city of god the holy place where the most high dwells god is within her she will not fall god will help her at the break of day nations are in uproar kingdoms fall he lifts his voice the earth melt the lord almighty is with us the god of jacob is our fortress come and see what the lord has done the desolation he has brought on the earth he makes war cease to the end of the earth he breaks the bow and shatters the spear he burns the shields with fire he says be still and know that i am god i will be exalted among the nations i will be exalted in the earth the lord almighty is with us the god of jacob is our fortress you see sister when i read this this fills me up with so much joy it fills me up with so much hope it strengthened me it reminds me of who my god is it reminds me of who jesus is it reminds me of who god says that i am that no matter my situation my circumstances no matter what the world throws at me no matter what i am joyful because his word gives me hope his word strengthened me his word let me keep going so are you hurt today are you desperate today are you in a deep depression today please open up your bible if you do not know where to start just start at psalms just start reading psalms let the lord comfort you through his holy spirit let him in remember the joy of the lord is your strength your strength your joy is not in your money your joy is not in your husband your joy is not in your children but yes all of this can make you happy but your joy is in the lord don't confuse joy with happiness because they are not the same happiness is something short-lived happiness depends on the situation happiness is like an addiction 
that keeps you wanting more and more. You feel that moment of happiness for short. It is like a high. You're high on happiness. And afterwards the reality hits. And you're low again. And you're feeling desperate. Desperate to feel that happiness again. To feel that emotion again. Happiness you can find in so many things. You can find in clothes. You can, you can find in cars. You can find in a house. You can even find it in people. In new relationships. And in anything material, but joy, joy, you can only find it in the Lord. You can only find it in the word of God. You can only find it in Christ. So ask yourself today, what are you pursuing? Are you pursuing happiness or are you pursuing joy? While you are so preoccupied by chasing happiness, chasing the feeling, you can be vulnerable for other things, for bad influences in your life. You can be vulnerable for addiction. You can be vulnerable for sin. The world only talks about happiness because in itself it cannot provide joy. And like so many things in the world, happiness is temporary. Happiness is in a moment. But joy is a state of mind. It's a state of being in. And that is the difference. Happiness is a feeling, but joy is a state of mind. I can feel happy with a flower. Or I can feel happy when everything is going right. When everything is going great. But joy, joy is even though my world is falling apart, I know who I serve. And nothing, absolutely nothing in this world can take that joy away from me. Don't get me wrong, sister. Happiness is a good thing. God gave us our emotion because it's a good thing. He created this. But what I am saying is, happiness is not everything. What do you think about this topic? Is happiness and joy the same thing? Leave a comment in my Instagram. I hope this episode really helped you today and really encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel and on my Instagram. Thank you very much for listening and until next time. Welcome to Blossoming, a Christian guide into womenhood. I'm your host, Maria. And I'm very excited because this is my first episode. Yay! Before we start, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm 20-something years old, <laughs> and I am studying in the Netherlands, where I also live. Currently, I am studying to become a psychologist. I am in my last year. Hopefully, I will get my degree this year. I am engaged to my best friend in the world. So I am really looking forward for the wedding. This inspired me to go into Bible and search and talk to other women about womenhood in the Bible and what God expects from us. And I want to share everything that I have learned the couple of months with you. This podcast is especially for all the Christian women out there who want to know more about their role in the Bible and want to know more about God.
The theme for today is should a woman work? Just to clarify, I'm talking about should a married woman work? I'm not talking about single ladies. I'm not talking about women who their husband doesn't work or single mothers. No, I'm talking about married women with children or without children whom their husband actually work. I strongly believe that men are the head of the family and they have the responsibility of being the main provider of the family. Yes, a very bold team to start with, but one that is very necessary to talk about. But before we start, let us start with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to share your words. Please open up our heart and open up our minds, Lord, that we may learn from you, Father, and use me as your voice, Father, and may everything that I say comes directly from you. Guide us with your Holy Spirit. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, first of all, what is work? Cambridge Dictionary defines works as an activity, such as a job, that a person uses physical or mental efforts to do, usually for money. Usually. So it is not a demand, it is not a condition, nor an obligation. We have this idea that something is not considered work if we do not get paid for it. That is not true. Just think about volunteering. Volunteering is also a work. You're doing mental or sometimes physical effort to do something. Based on this definition, we can see three aspects of work. First, the physical aspect. Second, the mental aspect. And third, the paying aspect. But what does the Bible say? Let us turn to Proverbs 31, verse 13 to 24, and verse 27. I will read from the NIV version. She selects wools and flax and works with eager hands. She is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hands, she holds the distaff and grabs the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells it, and supplies the merchants with sashes. And verse 27, she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. If we look back at the definition of work, we can also see here the three aspects of work. First, we have the physical and that we can read in the first 13, 19, 21, 22, and 24. If we take a look at verses 13, 19, 21, 22, and 24, they are describing the process of making garments. You know, first you have the flex wool, then you spin it into a thread, then you weave the thread into a loom, and then you turn it into a fabric. And now that you have the fabric, you can make some garment. So it's a very lengthy process that they had to do back then. 
And <laughs> I'm so thankful now that we have stores and everything that we can do. I cannot imagine myself doing all of this. I will get so frustrated just doing this. In verse 14, says she is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. It is saying that she goes out of her way to buy food or to provide for her family. Can you imagine what was life back then? You know, you live in a small village and just to get something that you need, you have to travel miles, hours by foot or on a donkey. And if you're lucky, on a horse, just for her family. That is really saying something. If we look further to the mental aspect, we can read this from verse 15 and 17. Verse 15, she gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. I don't know how many of you are like me, but I'm not a morning person. Just the effort to get early in the morning, oh, that is a mental effort. And I... And I applaud her because for me, I know for me, this is a very, very hard thing to do. And I know many other women that get up very early in the morning to start the day. They start by reading the Bible and get everything ready for when the kids are awake, when their husband is awake, that they can get everybody ready to go. This is a thing that I have to learn for myself. I am engaged now and next year I'm going to get married to my best friend. And I know this is a point for me to work on. I hope that it goes well. So pray for me. (laughs) Pray for me, sister. Because I need it. I love to sleep. But moving to verse 17. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tests. This is not saying that she is a bodybuilder or she spends her whole day working out, doing some push-up, you know, pumping iron. No, this is saying that she is strong. She is mentally strong. And from where does her strength come from? Her strengths come from the Lord. If we look at Exodus 15:2, it says, The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. If we look at Psalm 119, verse 28, My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. So her strength comes from the word of God. Many times physical strength is not the trouble, but mental strength. And we need the strength of God every single day, every single second, just to deal with the children, just to deal with the husband, just to deal at home, just to deal with the parents. In everything, we need the strength of God. Now, the third aspect, the paying work. This we can read it in verses 16, 18, and 24. Verse 16, she considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Verse 18, she sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. Verse 24, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. We can see here that she has a business that from her business, she gets money. And what does she do with her money? She is investing that money into other business. And she is investing that money back into her home. She is not preoccupied with idleness. She is looking out for her family. She is looking out for her home. In verse 18, we can see her lamp does not go out at night. So she is really putting back the money into her home, making sure that everything is taken care of in her house. 
I recommend to read the whole Proverbs 31. And you know what's amazing? In none of those verses, she is complaining about that her family does not do enough, that her family is not appreciated, nothing. We see that she is constantly serving others. We can see that in verse 20, she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. She is constantly serving and denying herself. And it really reminds me of the character of someone very big in the Bible that he was always serving people and denying himself in spite of people not honoring him or thanking him for all the things that he has done. Do you know whom am I talking about? But moving on. Now the big question is how does she manage everything? She has a business and still have time to watch over the affairs of her house. How does she do this? If we go back to the beginning to the question I started with, should a woman work? I think we are asking the wrong question. The question that we have to ask ourselves is, why is she working? Is she working to get material gain? Is she working for herself? Is she working because she wants to buy a nice thing or she wants a Gucci or the Chanel bag? What is her motivation to work? What is her focus? That is what we need to ask ourselves. What is your focus? Is your focus your family or is your focus your career or getting the nice things? Remember in Proverbs 4, 23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. In Luke 6, chapter 35 says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Nowadays, there are so many possibilities for the paying aspect of work. We can work from home or we can work part-time. But the focus must remain on the family. If you are doubting today, what should you do? I recommend you to pray first, ask God for guidance and for help. He wants and he will reveal to you what is his purpose for you in your life. I hope that you learned something from this episode. What is your opinion? Should the women work? Please answer my question on my Instagram, Blossoming in the Netherlands. And until next time, thank you for listening.